Welcome to You Wanted a Hit, a podcast in which we discuss unlikely, perplexing, and positively bizarre songs that swept the nation and often the world. Hit songs that, looking back, make us think, how did this get played on the radio? Do people actually like this? Do we like this? Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm your co-host, Michael Smith, and I'll be discussing one song per episode with my co-host and fellow music fanatic, pop culture enthusiast Theo Beidler. Each episode, we'll take turns exploring the song, while the other host has no idea what song will be the focus until we hit play. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) We have a very special guest, my good friend and wonderful musician and songwriter and lead singer of Banditos. Mary Beth Richardson. Welcome, Mary. <laughs> Happy to be here. We have miss you, buddy. Yeah, I miss you too. <laughs> uh I think you've met Ted before a few times over the years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've all we've all been in some hazy music venues at some point or another. Oh, for sure. I have a song that I'd love to discuss with both of you. Well, good. That, that, that is why we are here. Uh, I am excited. Perfect. What I've, could it be? I've been really uh, excited to talk about this song because I had a feeling that the story was just going to be bananas. And <laughs> it's also just a song that I think will strike a chord with we three millennials. <laughs> it, it's... Um, it's one that I feel like I've been saving, and Mary, it just seemed like this was the right one for you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I have like a hunch. Let's see. You have a right. hunch. <laughs> this is strangely triggering. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. We finally have made it here. Uh,. <laughs> This is one of those songs where when you tell people the concept of the, the show, this is like one of two songs people are like, oh, like Macarena? Like, that's like one of the top ones. So this is perfect. It is a, finally it is a doing song. It. Like 20 is, some episodes um, in. That's kind of like the memory that strikes in my head is a, a luau at a um, state um, beach um, at Gulf Shores. That's, <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> I remember on the school bus, everyone was was doing this dance because they would like play the radio on the school bus, and somebody like decided that we should have a contest to see how fast you can do the macarena. That was the thing. That checks yeah, out. yeah. That's and I was going crazy doing it as fast as possible, and some girl called me a pervert, and I. I, I still don't know why. I still don't know. It, <laughs> oh, she probably didn't know what it meant. It's like she just probably. learned that word. <laughs> yeah, it was like fourth grade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I remember going home and asking my parents what a pervert is. <laughs> Every parent loves to uh, to hear that. <laughs> oh yeah. wow! That sent a sh- probably a shiver down their spines. Like what? The other is uh, uh, I was at a. It was like family three times removed but we had recently moved to pennsylvania and they invited us to this big barbecue in perry county are you familiar with perry county ted Mm. oh it's um it's a very rural part of central pennsylvania and people would make fun of them all the time and just you know a lot of stereotypes it's like a sheets county 
Uh, it is a Sheets County. That's yeah. probably why it's a blind spot. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I stay on the Wawa side of the state. He's a Wawa but. guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we we better get sponsored option. by Wawa here. I need a, I need a regional sponsor here. Well, we should be sponsored. You have a Wawa tattoo. Yeah, I do. Oh yeah. We are sponsored by Sierra Nevada and Dark Matter, and I don't have those tattoos. So oh. Wawa, you've already got space from me. You might as well uh, send us some product. Dude, last night. Last night, uh, speaking of uh, just abhorrent amounts of terrible food, um, Steve <laughs> ate three corn dogs and just passed out. <laughs> it was Hell so yeah! Funny. We played a bartender's convention, um, and that was that was a time. Um, I would imagine we should probably mention that we were recording yeah, on a Tuesday was, as well. Uh, so that is on a Monday night. <laughs> bartender convention three corn dogs and you passed out that is yeah. a feat i mean yeah that makes sense because monday night is industry night so that's when they have their convention that's that's true it's a six-day camp and it was the first night oh my god me we ended up like just sipping a bottle of tequila next to the van like blasting um music on the bluetooth and nobody yeah probably the mark <laughs> We didn't get quite get to the Macarena, but we did like last like Eagles of Death Metal. <laughs> and we were like blasting it and yeah. uh people were just like, uh, who are these guys? I was like, Oh yeah, we played at school. We can yeah. totally do this. Uh, um anyway, that is you earned it. You can totally cut that out. Oh no. <laughs> you can totally cut that we out. just talk, we keep we keep the good stuff. It's uh we've gone on some wild all, tangents. All corn dog content stays. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but uh, I was yeah. at this barbecue, and it was, like, one of those big, like, hillbilly barbecues with tons of tents and shit, and, like, everybody's there, and their cars are parked in the lawn, and, like, it was great. And I remember, uh, I I was, I mean, I was a kid. I was running around without a shirt because we were, like, in the sprinklers or whatever, and I was trying to find my mom, and I ran through one of the tents where everyone was doing the Macarena, and I had my shirt off, <laughs> and... I got multiple burns on me because people were doing the Macarena with cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most redneck story so you told. So they were just like getting like my nightmare. skin on the sides. <laughs> oh my god! That sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some like some like kitty Hellraiser shit. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. It was wild. Yeah. I think I rode a horse that day. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, oh, that's wow. sheets country for y'all there, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, so y'all know the song. Do you know who sings this song? Uh, like Los... Yeah, uh, Lou... Lou Vega, right? Oh, shit. Is that the guy? <laughs> Mama number five. Oh, we, yeah. We, we don't cover that. <laughs> it would make sense. It would make sense. Yeah. It's a duo, it's right? Who's the guys? It's it's Los Del Rio. It's two two guys. Oh, I would have never guessed. Oh. But this version is the Bayside Boys That's right. remix. That's the one that we all yeah. know and love. <laughs> so we're gonna focus on the Bayside Boys remix. We're gonna get into all the other versions. First, we gotta talk about Los Del Rio. Who are they? Well, their name means those from the river. Met in Spain as airmen for the Spanish Air Force in 1962. The band is also known as the Del Rios sometimes. Uh, and their names are Antonio Romero Monje and Rafael Ruiz Pertigones. According to Leila Cobo, the author of Decoding Despacito, an oral history of Latin music, Los Del Rio make very upbeat, very traditionally Spanish sounding music 
what they call a rumba flamenco, which is based on the acoustic flamenco guitar, and it's very celebratory music. It's essentially regional music that really caters to a specific crowd. And as Kobo went on to describe, they looked like businessmen in their 40s. Maybe not so different than Phil Collins in the Susudio video. Wait, is that from the quote? No, I said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I listened to part of the uh, of that one today. That was a fun one. Was really that was good. one of my favorite <laughs> ones. Really it turned one. out way better yeah. than I thought I was going to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but prior to the Macarena saga, and I'm calling it a saga, Los Del Rio had released dozens of albums and were touring full-time. Their biggest fans were, in the group's own words, aging, nostalgic Spaniards. <laughs> That's the Banditos <laughs> fan base as well. It's interesting. So, what a crossover. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, fair. <laughs> so fast forward to 1992. Wait, so they've been playing for like decades? Or, yeah, or... they've been a band for almost three decades. Yeah, 29 years. Wow. Um, so they started improvising uh, when they saw a flamenco dancer who had really inspired them named Diana Herrera. And as she was dancing, they were singing and they kind of made up this little song based on her performance. And they kept seeing it repeatedly as she was dancing. And it was, from what I read, pretty close to the chorus of the Macarena that we now know and love. And in English, it means give your body happiness, Macarena, because your body is for receiving happiness and good things. Which some folks, as you read some uh, literature about the song, reviews and whatnot, interpret it in a sexual way. But from the research that I did, I don't think that that is intentional at all. Uh, Sounds like a fortune cookie. It does. Yeah. <laughs> they have said time and time again that it's really about dancing and it's that she should be dancing and having a great time and she deserves it. Like that's, that's kind of the gist. Uh, as we learn later in the song that they created around it, there is more to the story. Uh, she has a boyfriend named Vittorino who's in the military. And basically while he's out doing his thing, She's going out and partying and dancing. Like that's that's like what the song's originally about. Mm. Yeah, this is all in the song. Well, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> also, <laughs> originally the woman in the song was named Magdalena, not Macarena, but it was quickly changed to that. I'm not sure why they didn't want Magdalena, but we do know that Macarena is the patron saint of bullfighting. <laughs> and the Del Rio boys church was named after her. And also one of their daughters is named Macarena, but named before the song. They didn't name her after the song. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wait, we're just getting, we're just getting started here. So they're singing about p- potentially a song about sex and it's named <laughs> after their daughter and the church they belong to. <laughs> <laughs> Am I connecting the dots here? <laughs> It's traditional, <laughs> traditional way. I I don't think it's about sex. A lot of people interpret it to be about that. I think it's just about dancing. But I am going to send y'all right now the version that I'm talking about, the original Macarena. I'm excited. Go ahead and take a listen. And this came out in 92? This, yes. Oh, I see 
I mean, it's pretty great. It's really good. Okay, it's not, I mean, once it hits the, the vocal. Oh, yeah. It's something like that. I like the clapper. Yeah, this is... Yeah. Their whole thing was like... They wanted it to sound like a party. They wanted it to be like everyone singing around the campfire, contributing towards the song. Yeah. I feel like I'm hearing more of the lyrics. Yeah. In this than I do remember hearing that. I haven't heard my There's a lot going on in the Bayside Boys remix. I really appreciate the clapper. <laughs> the song. Whoever is just clapping. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> So, Mary, next time you're at a bartender's conference, you can yeah. sip tequila and listen to this outside the van. Yeah, this I I hope. So the 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 conference was at a kids camp too. So we we're like sleeping in like kids bunks. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's it was super bizarre, but it's fun. Uh, our friend, a dear friend of us, uh, of ours, uh, puts it on, and it was. It was it was just a super bizarre time. With, maybe uh, they're from Seville, where Los yeah, maybe Los <laughs> from. What if I was like blasting this and they were just like, "Oh my god, that's my granddad." <laughs> <laughs> I'm Macarena. That's my dad. <laughs> I'm I'm Macarena. <laughs> yeah. So they they recorded uh, this version of the song with a traditional flamenco band in their hometown of Seville, Spain. Uh, and they first played the song live in 1993 at a state fair in Spain. And as the story goes, after they played it, it was an instant hit. And everybody at the fair was singing it all weekend. Like, it was just this whole thing. People loved it. Uh, but there was no choreography to the song at this time. It was just the song that was capturing people. And over time, after that, it became the song of the summer in Spain. But that's because the band was already signed to BMG. So they were already like putting out their flamenco stuff. So like once they recorded it, they were already on a label that was like, oh, yeah, this is a hit. Like we could start. To How do you say it. banger in Spanish? Uh, I actually don't know. But I would assume that because it's slang, there's got to be another like another slang word in Spanish. But yeah. That's essentially what it was. Whatever banger is in Spanish, that's what. It was. Yeah, bop. Whatever bop is in Spanish, uh, pe- petardo. Yeah, that's what. Apparently, mm. according to Google, it's petardo. Oh, okay. Well, I'm I'm not sure. I want to know if that translates to the like if they have that same slang word. If we have any aging song. Spaniards out there, please write in <laughs> comments. Rogelio Miocine was the sales and marketing manager for the U.S. Latin division of BMG at the time. And he took a vacation to Mexico. And he was in Acapulco, and he heard this version of Macarena at a club. And people were doing a dance. And he said that it reminded him of the electric slide, but simpler and more sensual. (laughs) And this guy was living in Miami, and he was like out in the clubs a lot and he'd never heard it before. So basically he went back home and was like, oh my God, this song's amazing. But what's crazy is that the version he heard was not sung by Los Del Rio. It was by a band from Argentina who had just decided to cover it. And it ended up in this club in Acapulco. 
he started to see that there was like a line dance involved <laughs> in it, but it was not the dance that we now know. Uh, and I've tried to find out who started the dance, and apparently a lot of other people have tried to figure it out too. They think it started in Mexico, but no one can figure out who actually. Nobody knows who started the macarena. This, the whole hand nobody knows who started. Yeah. Is this a whole side podcast what? that we just try to find the who started I, I the macarena? Try, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Somebody call Reply All. Let's go. Yeah, yeah we're gonna be totally. Traveling around the world trying to figure out who created the dance. <laughs> Rogelio, he was on a cruise when he was in Mexico, and he even said that when he went onto the cruise ship, people were doing the dance and singing the song because they had just seen it in Acapulco. Wow. And then by the time he got back to like show it to his cohorts, uh, it was uh, they were like, oh, well, this is already a popular thing in Texas. So it was starting Wildfire. to take over Texas, which as we all know, Texas has a long-standing line dance tradition. And just two years earlier, they had been the torchbearers for a song that we covered, Achy Breaky Heart. And that oh, dance yeah. was, I mean, yeah, that was huge. And Texas was a big part of that. Um, but Rogelio was saying that he thought this was so great because, like, seeing this in Texas, because it felt like Latinos had their own line dance that wasn't country and western. Because there are a lot of Latino folks that were going to go country and Western line dancing. And now they had a song that like kind of looked like that. Cool, man. Um, so he was really excited about that. Shortly after that, a bunch more covers came along <coughs> in all different types of Latin genres, like everyone under the sun. So it was gaining popularity kind of in the underground. And then a group called Fangoria remixed the song. This is the Fangoria remix of Macarena. Uh, this, I feel like you're about to say, get ready to rumble. <laughs> yeah. All uh-huh, right. Yeah. It's very, it's very jock jams. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, I just watched the first Ninja Turtles, and this feels like it would fit right in. The Absolutely. first Ninja Turtles. That movie holds up. It does. The movie's so great. It's very kind of turtle Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's got a little Go Ninja, Go Ninja Go thing going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's super fast and like trancey. It's it's like this is some crazy ecstasy music, you know? Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> 90s ecstasy. Yeah. <laughs> the real stuff. The real stuff. Yeah, it's very so, intense. I want to point out, I don't know if, like, I'm, I doubt that YouTube suggestions are the same for everyone, but the, the up next for me, on, somehow in the song, is Japanese jazz when driving on a warm night. That sounds lovely. Oh, that sounds, lovely. Yeah. sounds really <laughs> right? nice. Yeah. I'm going to save that for later. Yeah, save, that. save that so you can wind down from the Macarena. Yeah. Mine's just um, Moby. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> And Moby, Moby comes up in like every two or three episodes. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad yes. he came up. <laughs> yes. Well done. Did not expect that in this episode. That's I didn't great. either. I don't have anything about Moby in my notes. You're welcome. <laughs> Nothing about. He's like, he's like the ghost that haunts all the podcasts. He just comes up every now and again. <laughs> I'm here for it. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if that's a ploy from Moby just to like keep his status. He just has to be in every podcast. 
<laughs> so Fangoria did this remix that took it even more global because they're playing it in clubs and the song kind of grew and grew over a couple of years, uh, which is wild because it was a flamenco song. Um, and now it's turned into a modern dance hit, which hadn't really been done. Wait, it's over over a couple of years, you said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're getting to this point, but I'm getting uh, to this point. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, we're talking like this is a few years building. And flamenco songs were not commonly <laughs> turned into dance remixes. So a lot of folks thought this was really cool because it was like a bridge between old and new. And that was really exciting for a lot of people. Have there ever been any major flamenco hits? Uh yeah, I'm I think I'm sure back in the day. I'm sure probably some like traditional songs that we know started as flamenco songs. Yeah. Um somebody maybe somebody'll call in and tell us <laughs> on the mailbag, you know? <laughs> in the mailbag. Yeah. I would love for call in to the uh, show. We we get some messages, emails and like Twitter DMs and we'll we'll bring them up on the show from time to time. Come at us with some flamenco hits. We can make a playlist. Can't wait. Shortly after the dance remix got big, a radio station in Seattle called Cube, K-U-B-E 93, which was a top 40 station that leaned into R&B and hip hop. Their program director, Mike Tierney, heard about the Macarena from a friend who had just traveled to Mexico. And his friend said, you got to hear this song. It was everywhere. You got to hear it. And there's a dance that goes with it. So this guy, Mike, was really intrigued. And Cube was hosting a barbecue event that weekend, and he told the DJ, you have to spend this song, The Macarena. I heard everybody goes crazy. Well, the DJ couldn't find it anywhere, because he's in the Pacific Northwest trying to find The Macarena. <laughs> so he's looking everywhere. For a, for a hip-hop and pop barbecue festival? Yes. Yeah. 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 You know those like, those, like, radio station barbecues? Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking that, like, if you had never heard The Macarena before... And you're going in the '90s to the this uh, Pacific Northwest hip hop pop barbecue, <laughs> and then they put the macarena on. You're gonna be like the fuck. Well, yeah. I don't know because all these other people, the first time they hear it, they go crazy. I mean, it's just like there's something about I this so. earworm. Yeah, I don't know. You automatically start doing this. Uh, yeah, you don't, you don't yeah. even know why. I can't control it. <laughs> I'm doing macarena. Uh, <laughs> my hands are flat, and I don't know why. <sighs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> your your Speaking joints of, are it just, creaking. It makes me think of Zoolander, where it's like <laughs> it goes into the trance. You can't help. Yes. You know, yeah. Exactly. Dance, you know? It should have been that Fangoria remix of, of Macarena <laughs> for, for the relax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the DJ couldn't find it, but Mike, the program director, said, "I think I know a place that might have this." So. I guess there was a, a stand at Pike's Place Market in Seattle that sold Latino party favors. Like they sold like pinatas and like Day of the Dead stuff um, and like snacks and things like that. And he said they always had a little like box at the front with a few 45s. So he went to this stand mm-hmm. and he found the fucking Macarena at this stand. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. And it was the Los Del Rio version. It was the original okay. version. Back to the roots. Yep. So as the legend goes, they get the 45 to the barbecue. They play it. And guess what? People love it. The place goes wild <laughs> for the Macarena. It's like a movie. And there were a few people there that already knew the dance because they yes. had heard it 
seen it, it was just like starting to happen. Or if it was Mary's theory, they just naturally started to do it. They couldn't control it. It was just nature. <laughs> if you have an ounce of uh, Latino in your blood, you're whole. <laughs> it just comes out of you. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> Supposedly they played the song multiple times that night because people just kept requesting it. <laughs> Can't get enough. <laughs> Meanwhile, Man. in Canada, the Macarena was shooting up the charts. And this version was by a group called, wait for it, Los Del Mar. <laughs> so those from the sea, oh. not those from the river. <laughs> it's just off-brand America, off-brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this version sounded nearly identical to the Los Del Rio version. Which was intentional. This sounds like some shit that would happen in like 1960s country music, where it was just a yeah, race to who would record the song first. <laughs> yeah, this is happening in the late 90s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. The story is crazy. Uh, so the similarity between the two songs is intentional because uh, you two might know this, but they were trying to steal the music. <laughs> well, in Canada, 40 percent of the songs on the radio have to be Canadian. Mm. So that's one of the reasons why, like, it's that's a hard country to break into, you know, cause they have to play a certain amount of Canadian music. So this Canadian band, Los Del Mar, they knew that the song was getting huge. So they covered the song and started pushing it around to Canada to Canadian radio stations. So what's crazy is, is that I read that people in Canada know this version more than ours. That's the one that they heard all the time. It went number one in July '95 in Canada. Uh, were they? Uh, did they keep the royalties? Like, how about it? I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I guess they just had to pay publishing, and that's it. So, I don't know. Los Del Mar geniuses. Yeah. So then, down in the states, our old friend Rogelio, he heard the song in Mexico. It's a great name, by the as way. we know. It's great. It's great. Yeah. I haven't seen pictures of him, but I'm just picturing just this like cool like Miami club. Super dude. suave, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so he he heard the song and he works at BMG and he was like, You gotta check out this song. This is crazy. And they were like, you know what's crazy? This band is on BMG in Spain. And he was like, No way. So he said, We're gonna push it in the United States. So he hired a bunch of cheerleaders to learn the dance, and they were the Macarena ambassadors. Oh wow. Hold on, hold on. Let's step back here. I, I feel like at, I feel like at every turn, this guy is like, holy shit, I'm on a cruise in Mexico. I'm going to come back with the biggest song to ever hit America. He gets the, back home into his office, and they're like, yeah, dude, it's happening in Texas already. He's like, fuck. Yeah. And then he's like, he hears it go to Seattle and Canada. He's like, wait a minute. We're going to blow it up. We are going to sign them. And his office is like, we already, we already did sign them, like, months ago. We're in Spain. Like, this guy's getting fucked left and right. So I hope this cheerleading thing worked out for him. Well, his thing was that he wanted to get it big in Miami, because that's where Latin music, that's where things get huge. So he hired these cheerleaders, taught them to dance. The the Macarena. Uh, the one that we know. No, the old one. No, the other one. The Yeah, which is similar, but we'll get into that. Taught them the dance, and there are these Macarena ambassadors. And BMG would hold happy hours in Miami and like invite people, and there's free drinks. And the dancers would just teach them the dance. And 
it started to spread from Miami all throughout Florida because they were teaching all these people this dance for free booze. <laughs> I'm a sucker for a free drink. Yeah, I would dance for booze. (laughs) It's like you just go to this, you just go to this happy hour. Oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, you know, they got free drinks, got live music. And they're like, all right, we're going to teach everybody this dance. (laughs) Again, this feels like it's happening in the 60s or 70s. It really does. This is a modernish day. So, Miami's biggest hit making radio station, which is still there, Power 96, they got word of this these happy hours and that everybody was loving this song and they want to make it even bigger. And one of their things was they would try to get exclusive versions of songs like remixes or like features or whatever and play them and try to break them into the mainstream. So they heard the Macarena and then they hired two guys named Carlos de Yarza and Mike Trier, otherwise known as the Bayside boys. Boom who split their time between writing jingles and making mixes for the radio to remix the song and add English lyrics. Have we talked about them before? No, I don't think okay. so. Why does it feel so familiar? I don't know. Cause it's in your blood. It's the Macarena. <laughs> you already know yeah. all this. <laughs> every, every weird aspect and arrangement is just in there. Somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I definitely know the original well from childhood, even though it's not the most popular one. Oh, so yeah. you were hearing you were hearing um, like the flamenco one with yeah. the claps. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Claps. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Alabama yeah. was playing the original. I love it. Yeah, we got we got the OG. We got we take it we take it back. I love that. That's great. What beer are you drinking on? I am drinking a beer from our lovely partners, Sierra Nevada. Ah, nice. Yeah. They hook us up with the brews. I'm drinking a big little thing Imperial IPA. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's uh it's quite tasty. It packs a punch. Quite good. Man, you should you should do jingles. I, well, I could be like the Bayside boys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um I also was drinking a fine dark matter coffee cold brew this morning. Mm. And I feel like that gave me the energy to really hone in on the story of the oh, Macarena. Yeah. Focus. Uh, I also know, I know Mary's had plenty of that coffee because they, they made a Bandito's coffee a few it years was ago. delicious. Yeah. Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. It was, Damn, it was up. good. The art, the art was great yeah, too. Our friend. That was a cool project. We did the art from Birmingham. I grew up with. It was a very yeah. nice collab. Super collab. Love you, yep. Dark Matter. Uh, Thanks for taking good care of us all this time. All right. So, the Bayside Boys, they have been hired to remix a song and add English lyrics. They can play it on pop radio. And. Oh, wait. Also, real quick, the Los Dorio? Yeah. Uh, of, of, the, of the river? Yeah. Those from the river. And then from the river. And then we've got from the sea in Canada. Mm-hmm. And now we've got Bayside from the Bayside Boys. Yeah. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. This is wild. The whole thing going on. Wait till we get into the deltas and the isthmuses and all that shit. You know, <laughs> I'm here for it. In the Bayside Boys version, uh, they actually have, as we all know, uh, they have a woman singing the verses in English, and she's the narrator. And they flipped it so that instead of somebody like telling her story. Like, oh, she likes to she likes to dance and go out, but she has this military boyfriend. She's the narrator, 
and she's telling her boyfriend, hey, when you're off in the army, I'm going out and partying and dancing. Like, that's that's what oh, she's yeah. singing, essentially. <laughs> <in it>. <laughs> <laughs> and they hired a singer named Patricia Alfaro because she had recorded a car dealership jingle with them. And they hired her to sing the part. <laughs> I mean, great. Yeah. That's a nice, like, yeah, jump right? for her. Yeah. Well, you know, this is what the Bayside boys say. They're like, oh, there are these old men singing about what this girl's up to. That's kind of weird. We want to hear from her. So they wrote this song and had her sing it, which is funny because they wrote the <laughs> lyrics for her and had her sing them. Uh, <laughs> like, we want to hear from you, but we're going to write them. Um, and they kept the Los Del Rios, the, the exact same vocals from the original one. And in the chorus, they're just kind of summarizing like, yeah, she likes to dance and she deserves it. But they didn't feel they could change the chorus or else it wouldn't stick. Cause that's one of the things people loved about the song. Uh, but they did. Oh, the chorus. The chorus, the chorus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They know like, the the theme of the song. Oh. I don't think anyone cares about the whole army guy being. I've away. never even known what she's <laughs> yeah. saying in it. I've never even paid attention. No, I could hear her voice, but I'd have no idea what the words are. You know, it's like yeah, same. I can like hear the melody. Yeah. Yep, that was pretty dead hey. on. <laughs> the best impression is that sounded just like. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Mary does the best Patricia Alfaro impression I've ever heard. <laughs> I just, the only one I do. <laughs> the only impression. She does the Macarena and she does a car commercial jingle. That's it. <laughs> if, you, if you move to Canada with a career, and yeah. you're going to feel tough, though. So they also added a few samples to the song. And uh, do you remember that at the beginning, as the, as the song is starting, there's, there's a laugh? Oh yeah, There's a woman laughing. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah, that yeah. laugh is actually from the 1982 synth pop hit "Situation" by Yaz. <laughs> yeah, I just heard well, the laugh, which is a that's, little spooky. That's the laugh in the Macarena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, random. Uh, they also there's like a there's like a little talking sample in it, and that's actually Anne Bancroft. In the graduate, talking to Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Benjamin, I am not trying to seduce you. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know how this transpired. But even weirder, they didn't even take it from the movie. They took it from a George Michael song called "Too Funky," where he sampled that. They took it from his. Oh, song. strange! It's really yeah. some weird loophole copyright thing by doing that. I have no idea, but I I do wonder if because it's from his song, do they have to pay George Michael and pay the production company for the graduate, the studio? I don't know, but it's very weird. <laughs> it's weird. Well, they're definitely paying George Michael and Yaz, right? Definitely paying Yaz, but I don't know if because the they took that vocal sample from george michael but he took it from somebody else from a movie i i don't know i don't know if it matters like where they clipped mm. it from i have no idea i don't know we'll get a music attorney on the next episode so we can ask that <laughs> uh all in all the recording and remixing of this version took 90 minutes <laughs> total that's it <laughs> that was it writing recording and remixing it did take 90 minutes because did it, did it take that long because like it just took that long, or because they literally only had money for the studio for ninety minutes for this uh, 
car dart dealership just filled it. The just filled it. Uh, the yeah, Ninety minutes. Bring us something. Or filled it and recorded it. Yeah, yeah. They just they just recorded in the showroom at the dealership. Great acoustics. Maybe this is where the dance comes from. It's just like flying people. The wacky, the wavy, flying inflatable guys. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, yeah. that's the episode. We figured yeah. it out. <laughs> that's the bottom of it. But yeah, the radio station basically said we need this like tomorrow. So they, it all just came together magically. And weeks later, it was being played all over the country. But there was a problem. They didn't get permission from BMG or Los Del Rio to remix the song. Uh oh. <laughs> so BMG sent them cease and desist orders. But then somebody at the label realized how stupid that was. Please tell me it was Virgilio. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. He, got a, uh, he needs a W. <laughs> Well, (laughs) he might have been the one that said, hey, let's not do it. But I don't I don't know if it was him that was issuing the cease and desist. But BMG came to their senses and struck up a licensing deal with the Bayside Boys. And suddenly it was an authorized remix. Smart. So that summer, the song was everywhere after this remix got out and was played on Power 96. And... On September 2nd, 1995, the Bayside Boys remix of Macarena debuted at number 70 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it had already sold 150,000 copies. But as many people have pointed out, at that point, Los Del Rio had lost control of their creation. Their little flamenco song had turned into something else entirely, which... Ted, this reminded me of what Gautier said about somebody that I used to know, where he was like, the song is like not mine anymore because it's just this like ubiquitous thing that like doesn't even feel like my art anymore. So I feel like he, I feel like he and the Los Del Rio boys would. Well, did they care? Because yeah. I feel like they kind of strike me as someone and be like, this is fucking great. We're making tons of money. <laughs> I don't know if they, I actually don't know. But I do know that this was kind of all happening with not a lot of their knowledge. I just feel like, I was just like, I feel like the club remix would be upsetting as a flamenco artist. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, that trancey what is, one. What have they done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's either that. Or I could see them yeah, being maybe. like, we so just love music. Know. This is great. Yeah. Like, it's like one or the other. Um, or like, we're honored they did this with our song. But they were a successful flamenco group yeah. as it comes to flamenco right. groups. But then this but, song um, became like, so then juggernaut. <laughs> they made so much money. Yeah, we're not talking it, about it. Like, Gautier had like, okay, hit. But, you know, this song was phenomenal. Just massive. <laughs> It was massive. I'd say the Gautier song was massive as well, but not obviously not quite. To it. Yeah, my it mom didn't one. see the Gautier dancer in Good Morning America every day for like <laughs> seven months in a row. <laughs> or Oprah doing oh, the Macarena. Yeah. Exactly. Oprah did the Macarena on her. You show. see Oprah doing the Gautier yeah. dance? No, no, because there is not even a Gautier dance. It's just, <laughs> it's just, just, it's just Oprah. Wall, <laughs> yeah, it's just, say, it's just Oprah painting herself. <laughs> I'd love to see that video. Well, yeah. but this was like, right, this is just before that. Like, it just entered the U.S. charts. So, basically, BMG was like, hey, 
Los Del Rio. Hey guys, we're flying you to America because we have to make a music video right now. So they fly these old guys to America. How old are they at this point? 87. 87 years old. (laughs) Uh, I think they were like 50, probably. So, and it comes to big dad when it comes to pop debuting on the pop charts they are old guys yeah Yeah. for sure so they flew to america and they made the music video that we all know and love that we are all gonna watch right now we're gonna watch i feel like i remember this we're gonna watch the del rio boys get down I honestly don't actually remember this part. I remember, the, yeah, I remember the, the black and white dancing. Oh, I don't yeah. remember like, the Roman statues. And... It's a peculiar video. Interesting. Oh, they're there. I assume the, the two guys are the... Uh... And there's our car dealership vocalist. Oh, yeah. It does seem like these guys are a little disconnected from the action here. And that's because... Um, they tried to teach yeah. them the dance and they just weren't getting it. <laughs> they just, they were just, I, I think it was like a direct quote where they said, we're flamenco players, not dancers. Like they just weren't into doing the dance. And so they just hired a bunch of hot people, including the original cheerleaders from the, from the happy hours to oh, be in brilliant. the video. Oh Yeah. <laughs> So they're in the video, and otherwise it's just like hot dancer model people. And because it was so quick, their casting call, they said it had to be people who already know the Macarena. They hired a choreographer who on set simplified (laughs) the dance. I just love the idea of it being like a really difficult thing to It was so that everyone in America could learn this damn dance in their living room. So they like cut out a bunch of the dance and just simplified it. Mm. So that's why I was saying before it wasn't quite the same dance that we we all know. I like the idea that you had to put your hands on other people's bodies uh, in this. In this yes, version. Okay. that's true. They do that in the video. <laughs> I feel like I saw people yeah. doing that. Wait, do you have a yeah. video of the original dance? Um, you know, I didn't even think about trying to find it. I feel like I remember seeing people like yeah, do a more complicated to- one. Macarena Heavy. This one has little kids, so I'm guessing that's not it. That's the one I'm watching, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's just... Yeah, yeah I don't see it anymore. Right, right, here's a, an article called PSA. You're doing the Macarena wrong and have been living a complete lie. Wow, right. I didn't even find that article. All right? Hit, hit us with it. Yeah, what's going on with that? There's, like a, there's a TikTok video okay. within this. Oh, I could totally see the Macarena becoming a TikTok craze, like, super soon. No, this doesn't matter. Was it bullshit? Yeah, kind of. It's just, like, the loser on TikTok. (laughs) 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 Fight me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh, my God. (laughs) Forget I mentioned all that part. (laughs) If somebody finds a video of the... Oh, I think I might have found it. No, this is just them on some, like... Spanish late night show, and they have like real choreography. Well, I could see that being it. Oh, I could okay. see it just being like more movement in the entire thing, and it being just more like you had to be a good dancer to be able to do it correctly. 
yeah, I'm picturing it being similar mm-hmm. to like some of the country line dances that like had some complicated parts. There's like some some twirling around and sliding and shit. Because even in in this video, there is some foot movement right. a little bit, some like more hip shaking. Like I could see if you were really teaching the dance, it would be like as we're doing right. this hand movement, you're also doing this with your hips and this with your feet. Whereas it wasn't like, the rigid white person robot right. version. Yeah. Right. Where you look like the safety dance. Yeah. yeah. That'll be that'll be one to cover soon. Uh yeah. We covered that. Oh, we did cover that. <laughs> we did the safety dance. We did, we did. We should do the watermelon. What, what is about that? The watermelon crawl? What about the uh, the watermelon crawl? No. No. Do you don't know the watermelon? Uh, I don't think I know. It's a country. This sounds like crawl. some it's dance. Alabama shit that I need to know about. <laughs> Tracy Bird. It's truly an amazing song, though. No Ordinary Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here for this. Well, the cover looks like it's going to be great. Wow. But there's a dance. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, This guy? This dance. Do you remember the dance, Mary? Kind of. It was just something (laughs) that was, like, just around in Alabama. Everybody was just like, let's take the watermelon crawl. Uh, I will. I will send you this just because it's bizarre, and you should just watch this fucker slide around the floor to this song. This guy, I think this is the video. This guy is a piece of work. <laughs> this has two million views. Yeah, I'm telling oh you, it's a big deal. God. I'm kind of enthralled by the watermelon crawl right now. Are we watching We're it? We're changing oh, yeah. gears. We're talking about the watermelon crawl now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a mashup episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, Macarena, we're back. We're back. Um, we're back, baby. At the end of the video, you do see them trying to do the, the dance themselves. It's kind of endearing. They try. Yeah. It is endearing. I oh, think they're so endearing yeah. in the video. Um, and from what I've read, they seem like lovely guys. So they actually showed up to the video shoot with their like business suits that they've been wearing and the label was like we are not doing that so they took them to Versace and yes. got them the shiny gold shirts you see in the video <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the version we all know of the dance was choreographed by a woman named Mia Fry she was the one that was on set choreographing the dance um and yeah they simplified it enough and the rest was history that was played on TV and Everyone knew this. I will say, dance. watching this video <laughs> now, knowing that these women are cheerleaders, you can you can absolutely tell they're cheerleaders. Like, they're not dancers. They're not like actors for music video. They do very much have like a cheerleader uh, vibe about them, like very bubbly and all the moves. Like I was actually thinking yeah. earlier when I was watching it with that aspect and like the white background, it kind of reminds me of the Tony Basil mm-hmm. Nikki mm-hmm. video a little bit. Oh, I. Forgot about that, but I loved that video. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Featuring you. Yeah. Another song that we have covered. Yeah. In August 1996, almost a year after its debut on the chart, the Bayside Boys remix hit number one on the Billboard US Hot 100. And it was number one for 16 weeks. Damn, that's <laughs> wild. It was the longest streak for a debut artist until... Three years ago, Lil Nas X, Old Town Road, dethroned it. Woo! Yeah. Damn. Damn. So 
the Del Rios had a long reign. Um, the top 10, it's really a smorgasbord of 90s amazingness. Nostalgia, let's hear it. Number two is You're Making Me High by Tony Braxton. Mm. Number three is How Do You Want It by Tupac featuring Casey oh, and JoJo. Love it. Uh, four is Give Me One Reason by Tracy Chapman. Great song. Oh, Great yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Uh, number five is I Can't Sleep Baby by R. Kelly. Uh, six no comments. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that. Well, and six is Change the World, Eric Clapton. No comment there. No comment there. <laughs> Uh, uh, eight is Bill Cosby singing. Uh, <laughs> 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 the <problematic> <laughs> uh, <laughs> seven is Keith Sweat twisted. Eight is Alanis Morissette. You learn. Hmm? Nine is Quad City DJs. Come and ride it. Parentheses the train. Yeah. Oh, we will cover uh, that one yeah. eventually. I'll- I was I was spinning around a skate rink to that. Oh yeah, <laughs> and ten was LL Cool J lounging. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, that is a you're right. It's a mixed bag of '90s, but there's no like mm-hmm. real thread there at all, which maybe answers why Macarena was able to like pop off because a lot of times we're talking about like songs that pop out of nowhere, and then the rest of the top ten features like. Seven bands, they were like, oh, yeah, they were all in TRL. They all sounded the same for that one time period in that year. This seems uh-huh. like a, it was like anyone's game. We're talking 96. Uh, Hip hop is finally breaking into the top 10. Uh, we're almost at the bubblegum pop era, but not quite. Yeah, like two more years. Yeah, we're like, if that Macarena video had come out in 99, like there's no way MTV would have played that. It just wouldn't happen. No. The mid-90s were a special time. Yeah. They really were. For a lot of reasons. Yes. Um, (laughs) It spent 60 weeks in the Hot 100. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Which was a record at the time. And I tried to find what beat it, and I I couldn't find it. But there are now a number of songs that that have spent more time on there. Probably Old Town Road. It's pro- <laughs> Old Town Road's probably still in the Hot 100. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny when you mentioned that Seattle barbecue, hearing the Macarena and then getting it requested multiple times during the night, I thought about, like, would, would that ever happen again? And I feel like when Old Town Road came out, you would hear that song it. and you'd be like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Weird request. Do it again. Yeah. I want to hear it right over again. Like, yeah. Can we play that again? So, and the Macarena is, is such yeah. a fucking earworm that even this entire time that we've been talking and not listening oh, to the song, yeah. it's oh, all in yeah. our heads right now. We're all kind of like bop. We're bopping a little bit. I can see you bopping a little bit here and there. It's like, the whole song is oh, hooks. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing. Like every single part of the song is a hook. And we've been saying like, we don't get those songs as often that are big phenomena because everyone's tastes are so splintered and you don't have to listen to the radio if you don't want to and whatnot. But, Every so often, like an old town road, there's just people that are like, I got to hear that fucking song a million times. Once every couple of years. Yeah. I do True. want to once again quote our kindred spirit, Tom Brahan at Stereo Gum. He wrote a great piece about this 
uh, in his number ones column, which if folks haven't checked it out, it's fantastic. I love what he has to say about the Macarena. He says, part of the magic of the Macarena is that anybody could do that stupid dance. It was the sort of thing you could pick up by watching anyone else do the dance for 10 seconds. Sort of like one of those 80s movie scenes where somebody does a dance and then everybody else in the immediate vicinity locks into the same exact choreography. You didn't need much sense of rhythm to do the Macarena. You didn't need to remember too many steps. You simply had to be aware of the location on your chest, head, and ass, and you needed to be able to put your hands on those parts in sequence. Few dance crazes are quite so undemanding. Wow. That was beautiful. Pure poetry about the Macarena. <laughs> I thought so, too. It was. The Macarena was so huge that it spawned spinoff products that many people purchased the biggest one was instructional and workout videos vhs tapes that were sold in stores where workouts based off macarena yeah and they teach you to do the macarena and it's probably got some flair like you were saying ted um and in fact i believe the choreographer she had her own video that she came out with her own VHS tape oh, okay, yeah. of the Macarena. Um, there was also a singing Macarena teddy bear that was sold at Target. I kind of remember that. I kind of did too. Yeah, I kind <laughs> yeah. of did too. Uh, there were musical keychains. There were all kinds of Macarena paraphernalia out in the Yo, world. Yo, the Macarena teddy bear, I'm, um, I just Googled it. <laughs> it looks freaky as fuck, actually. Let's, uh, let's see. Oh, all right. Let's... I'll just send you this whole the Google Photo link. But I think it's just the way it's positioned in the box. Sometimes it looks worse than others. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's just wearing, like, an Aloha Like, like this, yeah. this one in particular. Is, it, it's on sale. It's on Poshmark. If anyone's interested, it's $40. Uh, <laughs> it looks scary. Only $40? Oh, wow. hmm. Yeah. It's not like getting a Teddy Ruxpin on yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I had a, video. I had a Mother Goose. Yeah, There's a video of the singing bear. Oh, this <laughs> yes. is going to fuel my nightmares. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's actually, no, it's not. Because the uh, the robotic technology is about as good as you think it'll be in 97. <laughs> it's just like one wow. mouth movement part. Teddy Ruxpin was way yeah. ahead of his time. Yeah. Wow. This is really creepy. <laughs> Why are they zooming in? That is kind of haunting to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This bear looks drunk as fuck. <laughs> Fears. It does. God. It's in the uh, corner of the bar. Its friends are doing the dance and it's like <laughs> trying to sing along. <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> 50,000 oh, fans wow. at Yankee Stadium did the dance at the same time. If you want to see it, I sent the link. Those are the good days. Not a not a cell phone in hand. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and yet you would still be captured doing dumb shit like this. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. This <laughs> this was a simpler time. The announcer in this video is yeah. saying like, "Well, it's not official, but I'm pretty sure that this is the yeah. most people would ever do the Macarena dance in one spot. New York holds the." <laughs> Yeah, the tally or whatever. It's like you know what? What a simple time, and that brought us all joy, and we could rally behind each other in a neighborly way. Uh, 
Now it's like, oh, God damn it, there's so many problems in this country. We can't be dancing at a baseball stadium Uh, together. The Yankees, it's believed that it was in response to the Mariners had just done it at their stadium, and it was only 37,000 people doing the Macarena. Well, but you know what the Yankees don't have? Uh, They don't have Scott Staff singing the whole song. Oh, my God. (laughs) The Mariners. I love that song. No, that was the Marlins. Oh, the Marlins. The Marlins. Sorry. Damn it. Come on, ball. It makes us proud. (laughs) I love that song. I love that song. It is great. It's so good. Uh, I love I love when people don't believe me that's real. Oh, I know. It's the best. <laughs> it's three in the morning, and I'm like, guys, <laughs> I swear to God. I'm plugging the TV into the stereo, and we're going to get real. Sorry, Mariner fans. You got yeah. to You know what? I'm sorry they don't have that song. Yeah, sure. uh, before the song was even number one, America's gymnastics heroes, the Magnificent Seven, celebrated their Olympic gold medal. By performing the Macarena at the Olympics, huh. which was a big moment. I don't remember the Magnificent Seven. Should I? Uh, Dominique Macchiano, Dominique Dawes, Carrie Strug, all those folks. Oh, okay. All famous in their own right, but that was like their crew. Sure. And perhaps the biggest moment, the Democratic National Convention in 1996. Oh, God. Oh god. A moment that will This oh no <laughs> uh, there's a whole commercial. Uh, uh, anytime politicians decide to dance, it is bad. With the, okay. This is bad. Hillary Clinton's oh not god. even doing it. She's just clapping. Oh no. Oh god. <laughs> It is. This is bad. I feel like I'm watching clips from Veep. Yeah, it really does yeah. feel like we're watching She Veep. doesn't even look like a real it human. It is <laughs> painful. She... But oh, yeah, no. they were about to beat Bob Dole in the election, and they, uh, Bill Clinton, they, they, uh, I think the Macarena was the. Yeah, and in fact, Al Gore made some jokes about it in one of the debates, actually, about how he wasn't good at doing the Macarena. So to get out of the edge. Pretty wild. And once again, simpler pretty times. Much, simpler times. Pretty much at this moment I know. is when the hostility toward the song began. People were fucking pissed about this song. <laughs> it was just that, like, oh, it wow. was so ubiquitous that and oversaturated that people were just upset. There were a lot of anti-Macarena <laughs> t-shirts and stickers, which kind of reminds me, I feel like the modern equivalent is Wagon Wheel. I always see or I have seen like don't play wagon wheel stickers and mm. shit like that. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, Breaking yeah. Heart had a lot of that too. when it was out, uh, there were dance clubs that banned the song. There were radio stations that banned the song. And there were even stations that tried to coerce people to tune in because it would be a Macarena free weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to point out that there are dance clubs that are banning the Macarena. The entire point of the Macarena is that you should be free to dance. And do with your body what you will. Right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, true. that's true. That's true. God, you're right. Thank Which you. is similar to the safety um, dance. Yeah. That's what that song's about, too. It basically very quickly became embarrassing. It was just like instantaneous. It's probably why we don't see people doing it very often anymore. Which is why that teddy bear is only $40 on Poshmark now. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet the safety dance teddy bear is worth way yeah. more. Uh, <laughs> and later, 
that year, I believe the shark was jumped when Los Del Rio released the Christmas Macarena. And it did chart. It charted. Please send it through. Did I just did I just black this out of my memory? I don't remember it. It didn't chart very high, but it's their only other song in the Hot 100. Oh, God. But... I mean, why not? <laughs> There's two commercials oh, for this Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, they really don't want you to watch it. <laughs> no, they're just still milking oh. it for off work. Okay, now we have black background. I do find these guys so endearing, though. They look like they're having a great time. Yeah, because they're rich in this video. <laughs> they're fucking yeah. millionaires this time around. This is creepy as fuck. Wait, so the song's exactly the same. It, oh, it, yeah, but it has bells. Toy the world right. and it has bells, right? That's, that's all like this thing. It's about bringing people together, right? You know, just different. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out, dude. <laughs> I'm still in it. Oh, my God. Won't well, uh, be poisoning your brain anymore. <laughs> Oh, wait, um, they're getting religious here at the end. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> you, you're what holding on. The other dark side <laughs> of this whole thing is that there were a number of people named Macarena before oh, the song came out. Kids. And I actually listened to a Slate podcast about the song that was really good um, that I borrowed a few uh, historical tidbits from. Um, and they interview a woman who was named Macarena uh-huh. and she was like 25 when this song hit. And she said, she basically said her life was a living hell <laughs> for like two years. And she started going by Mac instead of Macarena. Because look, I know that I, at the time and actually still today, if my friend was named Macarena, every time I saw them, I'd be like, Hey, hey Macarena. I'd be so, oh, yeah. I'd be so, no doubt. So. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, it sounded like it was terrible. She was just like out the gates. Like, I hate that song so yeah. much. And to sum up the uh, backlash, Tom Brahan reels us in here and says, it started off as a fun, goofy thing to do at parties and quickly evolved into an oppressive presence. (laughs) At the time, it felt like some shadowy, powerful figures were forcing Macarena on us, like it was part of some grand experiment on the effect of repetitive sounds on collective mental health. And then record labels can't manufacture something like Macarena. If they could, they'd do it all the time. It's all they'd ever do. Instead, Macarena happened through accident and happenstance, a slow-spreading organic smash that grew into something else. Okay. Well said. Yeah. It is wow. true, though. It, it is, like, <laughs> yeah. a bit intoxicating. In, like, a... In, like, a weird, like... like a, if If you could manufacture this to, like force people to do something like subliminally like this is the way you would do it uh, like this repetitive sound over and over again and then like subliminally yeah. like yeah. walk down the road walk towards the light <laughs> like, okay. you know like, it goes goes back to the zoolander hypnotism yeah 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 it does it totally <laughs> yeah. does uh i want y'all to check out this parody of this song i was about to ask if we had some 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 weird owls oh we have a few there's no weird owl oh of course as far as i know Robert. 
Yep, and it's by uh, an LA <laughs> death oh metal band called <laughs> Brujeria. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, we also have uh, MC Rage's Fuck Macarena. Oh my god, this this cover. Uh, but it's basically about how he hates Macarena. This is Groovegrass Boys, the country version of Macarena. It's Pretty much like Cotton Eye Joe mixed with the Macarena. Oh, wow. This is not good. It just sounds like what they would play. I want this to be the song. If they're like, hey, we're still going to do the Macarena here. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's voice sounds like Weird Al a little bit. What about Kids Corn? Actually, yes. Gotta be. There is. Uh, and speaking of Weird Al, I don't think there's a version because mm. I did read that some people would download that fuck Macarena rap song on like file sharing services and it would always say Weird Al. MC Rage. Not- yeah, I'm sorry, MC Rage. Didn't get the credit. <laughs> we do have a kid's corner. Uh, Mary, that's when we uh, find versions of these songs that are typically kids bop, but sometimes some other sort of weird kids versions. Okay. Uh this kid's corner is... Wait till you see my dick at a kid's oh corner. <laughs> now I'm never surprised. It did. It did. It was like some little what kid rap say? thing. They changed all the lyrics to have it be about sneakers. Like, wait till you see my sneakers. Wait till you yeah, see my kicks. Wait till you see my kicks. It's pretty, pretty yeah, crazy, it was, actually. Wow. It was, yeah, it was wild. I couldn't believe it. That's crazy. What we do have is the world-renowned Smurfs. Doing the Macarena. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. This is from 1996. <laughs> oh, it starts, it's starting out a little haunting already. Yeah. The art, uh, I saw the Smurfs art, and for some reason... This is kind of just like 90s trolls. It really is. I've actually yeah. thought that, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's Smurfs doing the mockery. It's, it's, it's Smurfs. It's Smurfs, you know. You guys know. You know what you're getting into. It's Smurfs. In 2019, the rapper Tyga, remember Tyga? Yeah. Tyga sampled the song, and he even had Los Del Rios along for the ride. For his song, I Macarena. Gotten a little older, and they're in the video. <laughs> they look like they're having a fucking great time, and they brought back their old business suits. <laughs> Yo, I go wearing like a mask outfit. It has to be inspired oh, by the mask. He right? is mask. Oh, he definitely he's, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once he gets is this into a it, whole yeah. like mask scene thing? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got the yeah. eyes popping out. Yeah, I guess yeah, it is. It. Yeah. It's just as 90s as possible. Yeah. Was the Macarena in the mask? This is my favorite cover. <laughs> yeah, this is great. It is good. Uh, Pitbull also sampled it in his 2012 song, Global Warming, because of course he did. He's basically like the human incarnation of the Macarena. Uh, and it has been sampled mm-hmm. and covered by countless Latin artists over the years. Like every genre. I don't have a ton of information about where these guys are. That 
they never really toured that much on the Macarena. They continue to do uh, a lot of their traditional flamenco music. Um, and I think they just kind of laid low and just kind of, you know, enjoyed their time after this craziness. I have to imagine the Bayside Boys definitely toured with a track and just milked this shit for all of it. The Bayside Boys, <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, did take it on tour starting in 1996. <laughs> And they went, they were touring so much that they were doing three shows a day for a while. Like, and they brought dancers with them. They were, yeah. Well, dude, the the show can't be that long. I know. Like, what else are they going to do? (laughs) What else are they they bringing to the table? (laughs) Carlos uh, had a short career as a performer after that, but he actually didn't like performing that much. And now he is in charge of the marketing communication school at (laughs) St. Thomas University in Miami. Uh, what's crazy is that Bayside Boys and Los Del Rio have never spoken. They've never met. They've never talked on the phone. And in fact, Carlos is kind of weird about it and says, we made all these guys this money. They could at least send us a gift basket. Wait, that is wildly surprising. I don't know why. Weird. Uh, But Los Del Rio have said that they think it's amazing. They've been able to bring happiness to People everywhere, from children that are five years old to people that are 80 years old, and that it still happens. It's a song that makes people happy, and that makes them happy. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, the whole thing is happy girl dancing oh, that's not- for happiness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so that is the Macarena. Yeah. Mary, I hope I hope that it wasn't traumatic for you to talk about the Macarena. <laughs> well, I mean, it really wasn't <laughs> that traumatic. It's just like dancing at like 11 or 12 in front of a bunch of teenage boys. Totally. Uh, doing the Macarena at a uh, a shitty luau was uh, very embarrassing. Uh, well, uh, thank you for you know. riding with us, and uh, I hope I hope that the song has some different meaning now. Yeah, I'm gonna take away this uh, this uh, new version of it. I'm just jamming <laughs> Hell that. yeah, Tiger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the story of this song is just absolutely bonkers like it's crazy that like it really was like an old-fashioned flamenco song that took over the world via like all these weird avenues it's it's remarkable like you can't you can't reproduce that um but yeah i don't know it's kind of weird i feel like with latin music at like latin music with spanish being sung in it being so popular on the radio now that like we don't look back to the Macarena at all. But I think it's because like, as soon as the fab is over, everyone was like, okay, we're just going to move on. We're never going to talk about it again. We're going to have like bad bunny come out with a version of Macarena. Awesome. (laughs) You know, it's going to happen. You know, it's in the works right now. Yeah. Well, speaking of what's in the works, what's in the works of banditas. Tell us all about last Friday. It's very new. That's right. Uh, We uh, had, had some shows that were awesome. We are, planning tours uh we are getting it out there finally after years of waiting for a pandemic to be over with so it feels good and now i get to do fun stuff like this for cool people and uh feels great well first of all honor you think we're cool when we had you on a podcast to talk about the macarena for an hour and a half Hey, um, I think that's fucking awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so. Uh, I think I think the Banditos record is incredible, and everyone should listen to it. I 
was fortunate nice. to have heard it before it came out. Uh, and I kind of like stopped Humble listening brag. to it for a while. And then yeah. I started listening to it again when it came out because I didn't want to burn it out. And now I've just been like, oh, yeah, yeah. blasting it for the last few days. So super stoked that it's out. And I've been seeing it get a lot of great press and stuff, as it should. For sure. And happy to see y'all playing shows again. Right. How how yeah. can how can people find out what's going on with Banditos? We've got a website you can type into the computer or Banditos band and all the stuff will come up. After but, you buy um, your Macarena Bear. Yeah, after the Macarena Bear, Poshmark, forty dollars. <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> Gotta do it. Uh but yeah, we got we got uh, merch for sale. We finally got our vinyl coming in this week. Well, thank you. Good. It's an honor yeah. to have you on the show. Thanks for doing it, especially after your busy to be release on this week. Show, y'all. And thanks for bearing with us on the tech stuff. And uh, I can't wait till the next time I'm hanging out with both of you somewhere, maybe in Nashville. Maybe you and we come to the wedding. And we break out the fucking dance. Are they going to play the Macarena oh, yeah. at your wedding? Can we do the Macarena at our wedding? Is it a wedding if you don't? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're Are like, you legally married if it doesn't happen? Mary, this is going to be you <laughs> reclaiming the Macarena. <laughs> you're like, this is cool. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> That's a wrap on this episode of You Wanted a Hit. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Good luck getting that song out of your head. Please remember to subscribe so you know when the next episode is out. And if you listen on Apple, write a review, but only if it's nice. Follow us on Twitter at YWAHpod and let us know what you think. Or tell us what we missed by sending us an email at YWAHpod at gmail.com. And lastly, share with a friend if you had a good time. This podcast was researched, produced, recorded, and edited by me and Theo Beidler. And our theme music is by Air Doctor. We'll see you next time.